Every now and then a debut comes along that you find yourself genuinely flawed by. This, this today is one such occasion. Expectations were high, I must admit, an early ABC signing, an extraordinary musical lineage. But even with all of this promise, it would have been near impossible to have predicted what this album was going to present. For this album seems to fall into all the trappings of a new release for children, lullabies, affirmations, pirates, even trains, yet somehow it has found a way to be so desperately unique. It's like it's the first time these ideas have ever been discussed. An absolutely sunny drift through multiple genres and beautifully crafted musicianship and harmonies. My word, the harmonies. What has been gifted to us is an album that not only demands respect for the first listen, but fills you with an uncomfortable anticipation of what the future is. To think things will only get better is reason enough to celebrate in itself. Here to explain to us my why my albums don't sound like this and perhaps to give insight are two of the industry's soon-to-be-great Maddie and Esther of Whistle and Trick. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Esther. Thanks for joining me here today. I'm Betty asking people questions. Hello. What an intro. That was that was an epic intro. I feel yeah. like you should write, you should write our bios from now on, Benny. Yeah, I I, I do. Look, I'm not going to lie. I get that a lot. Um, but I think it's it's just my way of avoiding having to write my own intros. So it's that's all it really comes down to, right? Um, championing other people is just to avoid um, paying attention to yourself. So the first thing I really want to just get off the bat here is you are actually both educators, right? On, on what yes. capa- on what capacity and what level? Um, I am a trained secondary teacher, music and humanities, who is now teaching primary music. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a trained primary teacher who's teaching early childhood. So, <laughs> so you um, trained and then just dropped it down a notch, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I teach uh, specifically in music as well. Yeah, okay. How long have you both been doing that for? Is that pretty much out of school kind of thing? Um, it's my 10th year teaching. Yeah, wow, okay. About seven years. So both of us kind of were doing more of the musician band thing originally and then went into teaching. Um, yeah, I was, was yeah. going to say because obviously, obviously this, I mean, listening to this album, which which really is just, and we'll get to it, but it's it's such a triumph. I mean, there's no possible way neither of you have some sort of foot in the musical door and you have been doing this for a long time. It kind of feels like, particularly with your upbringings and things, that it was kind of. I, I, why didn't you go into music? Why? Why education? I mean, was there was there a crossroads, and you just kind of went, no, nah, you know what? I just want to teach, or is it just like everything bands are a total punish? Uh, well, for me, I did it. I did the kind of full time musician, like session musician, backing vocal singer thing for about nearly three years. Wow, um, and you know, kind of played with about five, six different bands, toured, travelled the world, kind of did the whole thing and just got completely burnt out and kind of realised that lifestyle wasn't really for me. Mm. Um, I kind of wanted to be in one place for, you know, longer periods of time. and Want to be um, in bed by 8 o'clock at night. Exactly, yeah. The, the late nights were tough, days, long days driving in a van, mm. um, you know, all of that. So, yeah, I kind of reached a point where I was like, I need to do something else um, and obviously still wanting to use my my skill sets. And, um, yeah, and so music education kind of just seemed like 
the perfect thing. And 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 when you're working with kids as well, you still have a sense of performance ship, like that you still mm. have an audience in a way. So you still kind of get that same feeling as I did when I was, you know, performing in seedy pubs and stuff around the world. But you've got a much more engaged audience, really. <laughs> do, do you really? Because, I mean, I think yeah. children, children <laughs> tend to just, like, get up and walk away, right? Like, at least. Well, that's why they're so good. They're like, <laughs> you know you're doing something right if you're engaging them because yeah. they're not going to, there's no niceties, you know. Yeah. They're not yes. going to pretend to enjoy it. There is um, there is no politeness in, 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 yeah, there's none at all. Okay, yeah. there's nothing, no expansion <laughs> on that. Esther, what about yourself? Um, I... I always wanted to be a songwriter mm. and I've always played in original bands and tried to do stuff under my own name and just I got burnt out by the hustle and I always had I always had the backup not to say I don't love teaching I do mm. um but I I was always we were just talking about this before my dad my my dad was um a professional musician he was a orchestral musician but growing up he was like, don't go into music. And he's like, he's a super pessimist. And he's like, you won't make it. No one makes it. Uh, it's too hard. Wow. Make sure that you have a backup. Wow, that's, that's great. Like, that's, that's great advice. And Thanks, Dad. So I never, I was always super real. I was a real realist. And I was like, well, you know, what's the chances of actually making a career out of music? Probably second to none. So um, pretty, probably so, nil. So, so, so I'm going to go into teaching because that's where the money is, right? Teaching, yeah. teachings like well, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna like you know not want to do music because the money's not there I mean teachings the obvious no it's never about the money it was about you know nobody actually makes it you know um yeah, yeah. having a career really yes yeah. yes being, being having to have the holidays yes exactly yeah right. yeah so I mean I always was teaching you know I was always teaching from a young age so it just it made sense and I do love teaching but you know, if I was given the choice, I would have chosen a professional career over teaching, but I still, I still love it. Um, so yeah, I was kind of always a bit of a realist like that. And I think that was drilled into me by my like massively pessimistic father who ironically had a career in music and had one of the only salaried <laughs> positions in music. Yeah. <laughs> even, yeah. Um, even, even when they're going, Oh my Lord, do not do this, please. For the love of God, don't do this. You're like, well, unfortunately, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all my siblings listened to him. They're like, okay. Um, you know, my, they all went and studied completely different things to music and like, uh, are all much earning much more money. <laughs> Thank you, son, for lighting up this place. Thank you, son, for the smile on my face. You make me strong, keep me warm, give energy to play. Thank you, son. Thank you for the day. But when it's when it's in you, it's in you, right? I mean, you can't you can't not. Thank you, Which is what whistle the truth is, right? It's, found a way to be able to do it um so I guess I guess the question is uh you know how, why at what point did it just feel right to then go actually you know what I, I do actually miss this I, this isn't like I feel because I guess like you're saying you, you both have these um ideas of 
being musicians and performers, and yes, they, they come with a certain expectation of lifestyle, but then you get to the point, particularly as educators, you kind of go, actually, no, there's this whole other market that exists that doesn't have to kill me, that actually everyone's really nice and I can still be as creative anywhere else. What was the decision between the two of you? Because you, you've obviously been friends since high school, I understand. Well, Kind of. We Not really. Yeah, it's um, a convoluted story. Yeah, the, it's a bit of a weird story. But basically, we went to high school together. We were at the same school, but we weren't in the same year level. We weren't friends. No. Um, we just knew each other. And then we finished high school, and I think we played on the same kind of band circuits. Like the bands we were in at the time, you know, supported each other a couple mm-hmm. of times. So we knew each other. Um, and then... I also had an extra knowledge of Esther because she... Um, was a few years above me and so for little old me looking up to look oh other people in school who are incredibly musically talented like I had a much bigger awareness I think of who Esther was and <laughs> Esther's mum was the music teacher at the school so a uh, little fangirl well, that's yeah. so funny yeah. because in yeah. my head I'm like oh my god that's Paul Kelly's daughter <laughs> <laughs> So, I love so yeah, it. You're both secretly watching each other from behind the wall, going, "Oh my god, there she goes!" Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and then we didn't. We our bands broke up, and we didn't. Um, we didn't see each other for years and years and years like and years, years like ten years. Um, so we weren't we weren't friends. Mm. And then Maddie rocks up at my mother's group. Um, I had like a twelve week old baby, and she rocks up to do a um a music session with the mother's group. Oh wow! And I'm okay. like. <laughs> and she's like, hey. <laughs> and um, I used to follow you around I'm... at school and you had no idea. I used to pee, yeah. you know, spy on you, did you? Okay. Yeah. And then I went home to my husband and I said, you know, I've always wanted to write a kid's album and I bet Maddie would be a really good person to do it with. Yeah, amazing. And he was like, just ask her. I'm like, yeah, but we're not, you know, we don't even know each other like that's awkward that could go really badly and he's like just do it and i did and she was just like hell yes <laughs> and that was please, it yes please too deeply into the album itself i get there's a few things being being educators because um there's a difference in what educators bring to the music for children than musicians bring you obviously have the luxury of both but there's a but there's one thing that really stands out i guess with whistle and trick which is kind of just you know get your take on is it's it's just a lot of fun. The album doesn't take itself to musically takes itself beautifully seriously. It's 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 very well crafted and written and everything. But but in terms of the the stuff that you're saying and the things you want to write or share, it doesn't really take itself seriously. You are really sort of harping back on things like pirates and stuff like that. Um why is that? Because we also live in a sea of uh, emotional stuff for children and it's you know there's a there's a there's you know people are priding themselves on big topics whereas you kind of imploded a bit and went went smaller is that being an educator you spend your whole day doing that you just want to go now they get enough of that let's just have some fun and relax a bit 
Yeah, I think for me, I mean, for me coming into it when we were talking about what kind of themes we wanted to make with the album and with individual songs, a lot of the inspiration and ideas that I took were literally from, okay, what are my kids in my classes really into and enjoying and what gets them excited and having fun? And so that's where the topics like the pirates and the trains and things came from. It's just like, there's just a big portion of kids that just love them as a concept. Mm-hmm. And that's simple. And so all we have to do is create fun around that. And, you know, obviously we have the, um, the musical skill to, to still make it interesting and thoughtful, but, ultimately that's what it kind of came down to with songs like that and then we did have a couple of other ones that were based on um kind of more like soft messaging with I guess the bigger concepts um but not making it too like pushing a motive so still like kind of reining it in a little bit so like the song um thank you sun is kind of being grateful to your environment Mm. um shake your body it's about dancing and moving but it's also just about loving your body and having Mm. that self-love but not in a you know overly kind of um forceful but they're they're done they're done in a manner that's that's um I guess I guess the main thing is you've you've found that balance to be I guess it's just about subtlety, right? It's yeah. just about providing an opportunity that those thoughts can swirl around behind just fun and, you know, chaos as opposed to going, the environment, this, yes. it's good, exactly. and thank the sun and love your body and all that. So which, yeah. look, all has its place. The only reason I ask that is because it seems to be a real educator's step to do that. It's almost like they go, I spend my whole day being serious and dealing with all those things that this isn't I just think kids also just need to kind of relax and have a bit of a laugh and have a bit of fun yeah Yeah, we really just want kids to want to get up and dance to the music like Mm. really enjoy the music and yeah like there's it's just so fun when you're playing music and the kids are like moshing yeah (laughs) in front of you like it's there's nothing better like um and I think I never wanted to be like, well, I can't think of the right word, but kind of luxury in my music. Like, but at the same time, we don't want to like create music that has no substance yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's still thoughtful yeah. <laughs> yeah. somewhere between totally vacuous and then like <laughs> leonard cohen we're so we're, we're somewhere yeah. we're somewhere in the middle there somewhere yeah i don't know yeah well, how did because i'm guessing a lot of these songs like i listen to things like um clickety clack shiver me timbers dinosaurs like i kind of these these to me are real classroom songs almost like they've been spawned out of right you know let's just and then at some point you've gone actually that is kind of quite catchy Mm -hmm. now I need to expand it into something bigger is that was that difficult when you got to the point of actually recording the songs I mean is it tricky to then take these things that are so immediate and so in your face with children and, and you and you are responding to what the children are doing to all of a sudden then go I actually have to cap this and make it a song well we didn't actually do it that way no we we right okay next question Uh... (laughs) we'd never performed these songs before we recorded them yeah okay great great so even in the classroom these aren't songs that existed no it was more getting getting ideas in I guess in the classroom and from you know um 
Esther's daughter as well, like having mm. your own little guinea pig for like what she's into and what gets her excited and stuff is great. But ultimately we kind of came like, okay, these are the things we want to write about. And then we just wrote it and we didn't test it out. We were just like, Amazing. it came surprisingly easily to us. Yeah. We were like, we hope together. kids like this. Yeah. We actually, we actually have no idea if this is any good. Like, and we did this for ye- like years. It took us four yeah. years from when we first got together yeah. to when the album was finished. We did not play one gig in that time. We didn't do anything. It was like purely a recording project and we had wow. no idea if it was any good or if any kids would like it. But we were like, we, we like it. So surely someone <laughs> would like it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can we just say we're trying to like appease the adults? Because I mean, I'm pretty yes. happy with this, and like, you yeah. know, that, that'll be fine. performances then because obviously you're talking this is this is all COVID time and then you have this album and and I'm assuming you've both done a lot of just guitaring and singing and stuff with children in in a classroom that's I mean maybe you haven't I don't know definitely in early childhood that seems to be it's definitely my go-to what was the difference between taking it in that setting and then walking out on stage and presenting it to a bunch of people for the first time was that nerve-wracking or just exciting plus nerve-wracking or was it terrifying terrifying terrified I was like (laughs) so excited I wasn't you you we were like polar opposites I think well you're you're more comfortable in that realm yeah like I came from a more serious kind of songwriting you know writing I used to write lots of songs about trauma and depression (laughs) and um yeah, like and now it's just exhaustion and yeah Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, I was terrified. I was terrified because even though in the classroom, I'm can be quite silly. um, I'd never done that on a stage and it felt very, just completely out of my depth. A lot of it was new for you actually, because even making like our initial video clips and stuff like Esther had never like danced or presented a camera before. And so that was, that you've really worked on confidence-wise yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was funny. We had um we had our album launch show recently about a month ago, and that was a moment where there was this moment on stage we were performing, we had like all the children in like the palm of our hands, and it was amazing. And I turned, I looked at <laughs> Esther, and I just kind of had this moment where I was like, this is where we belong. Yeah. Like, this is it. And so yeah, I think now that we're doing the live shows and we've got the song and we've got the show and we're confident in it, it's just like the best, the best feeling ever. Yeah, but we had no idea if it would work. Yeah. Like I remember just thinking, I don't even know what this is. I don't even know if it's good. Like, what is this? We've just been <laughs> what are we doing? We've just been hiding in the recording studio for like four years. Yeah. Last time I played in front of anyone, there was like five people there. I, I'm certain they were all crying. So I don't yeah. know what's uh, <laughs> yeah. now like what, I don't know what's going on. Um well what what about you, Esther? Did, did, did it I mean it was obviously quite a shift to actually find yourself doing it because I think that's the one thing that 
particularly musicians will always kind of have to come to terms with is is the fact that it's not serious. And mm. for those of you who can't see it, there's inverted commas there. It's not serious music, right? I mean, once you're involved in it, you realise that's just nonsense. But yeah, <clears throat> but the rest of the world, it's very hard to explain to people that this is actually yeah. quite sophisticated, difficult music. Is 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 mm. that is that a bit of an emotional trip trying to work out that you're no longer well, not that you're no longer, but you're sort of not in that serious muso world. I mean, is it weird? I think it's been incredibly freeing and incredibly useful for me mm. emotionally like I feel like I've really it's just so nice to not take yourself so seriously mm. like mm. um I'm really enjoying it much more than I've ever enjoyed making music before like and I think yeah. it's really good for my mental health I remember we were talking in the very early songwriting days when we were talking about how you know in previous original bands that we had adult bands um that you would be writing about a feeling but you'd be coming you'd be trying to figure out the best most cryptic most metaphorical deep way of saying that feeling <laughs> mm. when you're writing children's music, you just say the feeling yeah, yeah. What it is, and it's just so like my day's bad can you leave me alone yeah and it's right sure so perfect good. <laughs> Okay, so you so you go on the road and you started performing it live and it's happening and it's and it's done. Let's just then now talk about the four years writing this album, because the one thing that really stands out to me is it is quite it it is actually really complex. The depth of this musically, this album is really quite extraordinary. The harmonies, as I said in the top, mm-hmm. like the harmonies are just beautiful. They're they're really. Um, uh, they're really up my alley in terms of they're not you're not just singing a third and a fifth. You're actually coming up with these whole counter melody things that are coming in and and adding and you know it's 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 just beautiful. Um, what what? How much fun was the album to make? Just I guess really from the get go. I mean, just how much how much fun was it to sit down and create? Because the one thing that really stands out is. Um, and I've got a note here that it's it feels like you haven't started with okay, we've got drums, bass, keyboard, guitar now. Oh, this let's bring in a flute here. It's almost like you've just gone, what does this song need? This song needs that. So mm. that's all we'll have in it. I mean, there's a real there's a real eclectic construction of these songs. I mean, was it it must have been fun, just fun to sit down and see what you could come up with. Yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. We just did it um, at uh, Esther's old place, like in her, you kind of had this old garage that you turned into a studio. So we were just recorded it there. And and yeah, it was exactly what you said. We we had the songs that we'd just written on our ukuleles or on the piano, um, just in their rawest form. And so we actually put that down first and the vocals first and then built all the other instrumentation around it. Mm. Um so yeah, kind of kind of backwards to how you might normally do it, but yeah, because we do, you know, it's just the two of us. We don't have a band, but basically the the way it was done was like we have to give credit to my husband mm-hmm. Colin, um, who really basically, yeah, well, produced it and yeah. recorded it and mm-hmm. um, guided us through it. 
he's incredibly talented as well. And so he was kind of our, someone we were always able to look to and be like, okay, we're thinking it might need this here. What do you think? And just to have that other person on the outside to kind of bounce Mm -hmm. off who we trusted fully wholeheartedly. And he has a really good musical ear as well. Um, yeah. And he pretty much played every other instrument. Yeah, he played all the other instruments. Really? Like, wow. He so can play drums and he can sing and he can. He's one of those musicians. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. And yeah. Did, did was there was there help in the construction of the songs or was it or was that? He would definitely like give us opinions about structure and things. Yeah. Um, and told us what. The, I think oh. the song "Thinking About the Things." Oh yeah. Like, and then there's just that really massive, big, vert sad orchestral breakdown in the middle of it yeah but but it's great you know what I mean like it, yeah. none of it none of that feels forced I mean it's all very no. clever and very very well done I mean is that is that the two of you or, or, or are you both really open and just going hey ideas throw them at us and we'll just see what works um I think that was probably Cole's idea like the breakdown was there yeah the breakdown was already part of the song that you'd written yeah um but then I think it was one of those moments where we're like, okay, do we lean into the dramatics of this and go the whole like bring in the strings and make it really or are we trying to bring it back into the feel of the rest of the song? And I think, yeah, Cole was like, nah, lean into it. Like if that's where you feel it naturally yeah. goes, then, you know, you got to kind of go with that. So I think that was what we always came back to was just like let this kind of lean into wherever the song is taking yeah. us and not try and control it too much. When I'm feeling sad or I'm tired or I'm mad and things just aren't going how I planned, I take a deep breath and I close my eyes and think of all the things that make me feel good. And is that a luxury you found in writing music for children or is that something you would have done in your own personal work as well? Because I think that's the one thing about writing for children is is you, you, you all of a sudden randomly, you're free of rules. And, and then you realise yeah. how ridiculous the rules are on the other side. That's yeah. right. But yeah. in children's music, you really can just go, no, this is what, no, this that's is so what true. Like, I remember, you know, thinking when I was doing stuff like, Oh well, but we got to keep it in line with the other. Mm. I can't go too far down that style for this song because you got to keep it in line with the brand and the mm. and the whatever you're trying to push for that album. Whereas with kids music, we're like, who cares if every song's a different style? Yeah, and that's super fun. And even just, yeah, throwing kind of yeah the rules of music out the window a bit. Like even in clickety clack, how in the second verse the timing just goes out the window as the train goes up the hill and down the hill and stuff. You know, like. It's it's it was fun kind of getting to explore that that kind of thing and not just stick to your classic songwriting tropes. Yeah, because there is there is one thing about this album, and and I, I wrote down that you know it's and it's that educator thing again where where you you still haven't you've sort of kept a little bit away from silliness, and I don't I don't mean that in a bad way. There's a plus or negative in that, but. Like there's a real seriousness in, even in the the silliness that you present, like to the point where there's like those little <laughs> there's those little um 
which I guess is your husband who just comes out with those random, yeah, kind of lines in the background. Uh, that's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're amazing and they work, but, but you kind of like, it's, it's strange because it, it's things like that that remind me I'm listening to music for children. I kind of yeah. forget. And then I hear that and I go, Hey, yeah, that's, that's oh, right. Yeah. This is that. And it, and it kind of works, but at the same time, I kind of go, it's a little bit absent through the rest of the album. Like, you know, even if you look at things like the, the pirate song and stuff like Shiver Me Timbers, like, you know they're they're still based around these fanciful kind of ideas, but but they're but they're really they're really celebratory. They're re- I don't know. There's something there's something not silly about it, if that makes sense. But they're they're fun, I guess. Huge amounts of fun, but not a lot of silliness in there. I mean, is that is this something you? I mean, how much consideration went into? I mean, because if you've got four years to write an album, there's an element yeah. of overthinking it, not caring enough, maybe thinking maybe should care more, like. You know, was it really just a, hey, we've got a weekend free, I'll come around and work on that song? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I said it it came quite easy. Usually one of us would come to the other with an idea or like a half-built song and then between our two brains we just kind of like would flesh it out and, Mm. yeah, we we try. It's You kind of have to at times actively not overthink it. Yeah, we definitely didn't plan to not be silly or to like Mm. we just we just basically went what was working naturally. Yeah, and I think part of it is we kind of went into even those like more, um, you know, fantasy kind of songs, it was more from the lens of like let's make a silly song about pirates and more like, okay, this is about exploring like, um, you know, children's imagination becoming mm. pirates and for kids when they're in that zone, they take that quite seriously, you yeah, know, they're like yeah. I'm a pirate. So I think we tried to kind of capture those kinds of feelings throughout which allowed it to not feel so silly maybe we didn't overthink it like we didn't be like we just I don't know what happened when Maddie and I got together to do this project but everything's just worked Mm. touch wood like nothing ever in my life has worked as naturally and Mm. as beautifully as this project with Maddie Mm. and it just keeps happening um and so we haven't overthought it. We just got together and it's just worked and we're just going with that. I collaborated with anyone else before other than my sister. So it was scary, but, yeah. I think you can hear the ease, though. I mean, I think that that ease that you're referring to is is in the music. It's it's there. Like that was the one thing I was saying. A lot of these songs sounded like they were created in the classroom because they they feel really genuine and quite honest in a moment that you've just gone. Oh, that's just a nice song. Let's turn it into something bigger. So, and obviously that that just turned out to be me imagining something that never happened. But maybe maybe <laughs> it's a nice I'm, idea though. Yeah, it's I a like nice that, idea, isn't it? That nar- narrative. <laughs> <laughs> but just, but just to not pass off my ideas as completely um, ridiculous and unrelevant and irrelevant, is is possibly what I'm hearing is the fact that it's just how easy it is between the two of you as well. Like it, it is, they do just come out, and these songs that feel like have been around for hundreds of years, well, four, feel like they've been around for ages, 
because that's how it feels like for you. It feels like you've just found this opportunity to go, yeah, this stuff's all here. I don't know where it's been, but now it's just sort of pouring out of me. Within that, because obviously there's some really um, beautifully huge uh, instrumentation and the harmonies are beautiful and there's all this, and, and when it, and when it's big and it's full, it's beautiful. But then, of course, we've got moments like Close Your Eyes, which you just strip back to, um, is it just the keyboard or is it just the guitar? It's um, it's a baritone ukulele. Yeah. Right. Um, the songs like that, I mean, the, is that a, is that a, is that a moment of going, this is, there's just so much clarity around this song. I just know what this song is. I've got it. Press record. This is what the song is. Thanks very much. Pop it on the album. Next song. Yeah, pretty much yeah. like that one just. I just wrote it. It was one of those songs that it just wrote. It I just wrote it in like an hour, yeah. and I wrote right. it. That's on that that's so good to know that, that just it just came out in an hour. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> and Esther showed me, and I was like, "That's done. Like that's just a done song." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those. They don't happen very often. Yeah. No, I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> But oh, that was one of them. It's it's just beautiful. I mean, I, for me, it's probably the the song on the album. It's just because it just feels because of that reason. It just feels yeah. that that feels to me, and and it's something that is through the whole album. Is that, that song to me epitomizes the idea that this you just you couldn't really stop this album. It just kind of had to happen and had to come out and whatever, whether the timing was perfect or the timing had to wait, whatever, it was just, it was eventually going to come out anyway. And this is a, this is a good example. Close your eyes, you soon go to sleep. Mama's here, my darling. does want not want anything to do with whistle and trick <laughs> she hates it <laughs> i love it don't you love it what you want is your kids to like every time it comes on spotify like in a playlist or whatever next <laughs> <laughs> my kids don't come to gigs anymore they're just like i went to something the other day and i said i'm going to a show you do you want to come and, and my daughter was like yeah that'd be are you pl- is it like your show or like are you seeing a show of someone else and i went no, it's someone else. And she went, oh, yeah, I'd love to come. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you've so got, it's a small window. It's a very small window that your children are going to be interested in the music you make for children. Close your eyes and try counting sheep. Mama, stop crying. The stars. Daylight Close 
Well, let's just talk about the the kind of this this rise then, because you you obviously then signed to ABC. How? Because my understanding is you didn't have a completed album; you just had a couple of tracks, right? Is that? No, what? we had the full album by that point. So we basically kind of went to them with the album, and I mean, you know, we're with the with the teacher background. We put together a whole PowerPoint presentation to kind of pitch ourselves. And- <laughs> Took it all very seriously. Linked so. it back to the EYLF and like, you know, this. Yeah, is exactly. Just, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, it's so nerdy. <laughs> so nerdy. Um, but we, we could see how it was a big deal and we could see how what we had was really worth something. And so, you know, we wanted to kind of just go hard for it. And, um, mm. yeah, it, they. But we were super surprised that, yeah, really? we were like. We played a gig. Yeah. <laughs> We've never done anything. All we have are these 12 tracks. So it was like really surprising and amazing that they like heard it and were like, yep, we see see it too, which yeah. was really validating yeah, because at that point I was still like, I, th- I think it's good, but I don't know. The imposter syndrome always kind of crawls in yeah. a little bit. I think that's, you know, any artist has probably experienced that. I, yeah. I also wonder too, like I think, I think as educators, you're quite protective of children, right? Mm. Like I think I think you're you're very conscious of people that appear to cash in on children. And I and I wonder, and correct me if I'm wrong, I wonder if there's always an element and and because I have the same thing as well. I'm always like going, am I have I like, am I actually really here for the children or has it drifted into something different now? Because that's what my passion is, and that's the thing I kind of wanted to fight against is that mm. cashing in on kids. And I don't know. Do you, do you feel the same? Like I mean, because you because you got a different understanding of of really what is important for children, and an understanding yeah. also that how many people just seem to think there's a buck to be made with kids. Yeah, you kind of always the, the, the wrestling with that. Didn't I didn't even really cross our minds at that point, did it? It was it was kind of like because the reason we made it in the first place when Esther approached me, she was just like, "Hey, I think I've always wanted to make music for kids and try it out. Like, would you want to try it with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Mm-hmm. And it was just initially this fun project that we were giving a go, and then once we had the album done, we were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is like really got some legs to stand on here." And then it was only at that point where it, it was it was less about you know the the cashing in aspect and more of just like we're really proud of this thing mm. and we think that other kids would love it um, or at least we hope we that they will um, <laughs> let's try and share it with them you know <laughs> how's it been how's how's the response been because it's out there now it's out in the open it's out yeah. in the world and people are hearing it how's it how's it going good I think I don't know I think it's going <laughs> so well. <laughs> I think I don't know. Maybe I'm more of more of the optimist, but I, I think it's, <laughs> it's your dad. Yeah, there's your dad coming going. Yeah, yeah my dad's voice is like, oh yeah. <laughs> your dad, your dad must just be like, I'm sorry, so you married a musician, and yeah. it's like now you're going back into music. This is excellent. <laughs> Um, but you're getting lots of shows. I mean, that's the other thing I've noticed. Is is it, it mm. is it, it's and you're getting really decent stuff. Yeah, I think that's it. I think once we kind of. Um, I think part of it is that we're so proud of it and we love working together so mm. much. We've kind of reached this point where we're like, this is this is actually what we want to do now. Mm. So we've got this newfound motivation and drive to like do the hustle again, even though, you know, mm. we hated the hustle 10 years ago. It's a different world um, now. Very so. different hustle. And you're now part yeah. of a universe where everyone's actually just generally quite kind. 
and support that it's amazing incredible like Mm. even when we went to when we first met you at their um mmmas that was kind of our first introduction to other people doing the same kind of thing as we are and um and we we couldn't believe it we couldn't believe (laughs) we came in really nervous like what's this gonna be you know and then no one's gonna want to talk to us because like we're nobodies and you know and then we came out of it just being like did that happen was that a fever dream like (laughs) everyone was so nice and welcoming and helpful and supportive and not not this competition like I'm gonna drag people down to pull myself up kind of thing like everyone wants everyone else to be successful and we can all be successful together it's not like one or the other and yeah it was just so nice it was like this is unlike any other Mm. kind of music world yeah I've ever been in like <laughs> it's, it's true I mean it's it's the it's the thing that everyone says it's just very unexpected how how supportive everybody is and and um, I wonder if it's because so many people do come from an education kind of pathway a lot there is this like natural sense of like nurturing and caring for other people I think because a lot of people we spoke to you know have you know, either an education background or have families of their own or whatever it is that it's kind of, I don't know, it creates a bit of that. That's Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think there's lots of different reasons. I think that's definitely one of them. I think also, like, if you're in a position where you are a parent, I think there's there's a certain amount of the world's nonsense you just don't buy into anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I think as, and when you shed that away at the end of it, you just kind of go, I just don't have the energy really to be a jerk to other people and to try yeah. to meet other people. I just don't care anymore. And I also just think, um, and, and, you know, unfortunately this, I say this on every podcast, I think is, I think that's just what happens when you, your life as children, you know, I think, I think there's just joy. There is just joy there and you're always creating joy and then you just end up wanting to make more of that joy. And I think yeah. that's, I think it's all all of those things, and you know the, the people that attracts and all that stuff. But it is it, it's it's a it's a oddly supportive, you know. You just keep waiting for something terrible to happen. Yeah, <laughs> someone's going to stab you in the back, aren't they? Surely there's like, someone where, around here's going to go. The, where are all the egos? Like where yeah. are they? <laughs> body 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 body. Shake your body, shake your body. Everybody's got a buddy. Body, body. Shake your body. Look, okay, well, just, just a couple more questions and I shall let you get on your way. Thank you very much for your time. Um, if, if you just, each of you get to pick a song on the album and explain to me why it's just the one you hear and it hits you in the heart, which one would it be? Or just the one that you, you just go, oh, I just, I just can't get over how good. There's always that song that doesn't matter how many times you listen to it. You just keep mm-hmm. thinking, God, it just gets better the more I hear it. Oh, it's so tricky. Mine changes. That's good. It, yeah, it, it honestly, it, it changes. Um, initially, when I first heard Close Your Eyes, that was it was that one for me for a long while. Mm. Um. But then, like, when we released Bananas and Other Delicious Things as our first single, it became that one because I was like, oh Yeah, because you, you say bacon bacon and beans. Yeah. Bacon and bacon, 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 it's amazing. Yeah. It's the most fun I've ever had listening, singing bacon and beans, bacon, <laughs> eggs and whatever. I don't even know what I'm saying. 
God, I really um, need to. I really need to get my kids to listen to this with me, don't I? Like, oh yeah, but um, being yeah, a, being an adult just on my own listening to this <laughs> and analyzing I do that all them the time. and taking notes. Oh well, I really like the way they did yeah. that. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the alliteration in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah precisely. Oh gosh. Um. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty hard to go past close your eyes. It's fairly spectacular. Yeah. But I've also, I don't know, and then I, I love the ones where we have the guest singers as well. Um, oh, yeah, that was my question. Yeah, who's the guest on on All Things Dinosaurs? Oh, I want to be a dinosaur. Um, mm. So on that one we've got, so my sister, Memphis LK, she's a, um electronic um, dance pop musician. She, like, produces her own electronic music mm. and sings and all that kind of stuff and DJs. and The opposite of us. The opposite of yeah. us. She's she must be terribly talented. proud of all that stuff you do for children. Yeah. Do you think it's super cool? <laughs> she just performed it um, at Splendor, which was very cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So she um, made the beat, like, produced the, yeah. the, 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 the bass beat, and then her uh, boyfriend is All Day, who's an Australian rapper. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, he, is that him? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I have to ask: Is he like twelve? <laughs> sounds. <laughs> he sounds very young. He does sound young. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm just really My, old anyway. Like Thirty. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. great. That's he's got great. a baby face as well. So. <laughs> um, and uh, Esther, you don't get out of it that easy. Do you have a favorite? Oh. <laughs> uh, or do you, or do you have one or do you have one that disappoints your father the most? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't show him. He probably wouldn't play this to him. <laughs> no, he won't listen to it. He won't listen to it. Um, he'll probably agree. Yeah. He, he, um, look, I personally was really proud of to Close Your Eyes. Like when I wrote that, I was like, I'm done. That's, you know, yeah, that's I'm the best song I'm here. ever going to write. I'm never going to write a song better than that. That's it. <laughs> yeah, from this day forth, we should be known as Whistle. And I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'm i always really amazed at Maddie's, like her songwriting is like completely different to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when she comes out with like these stories and these story songs like Melindu mm. and Frank and stuff, I'm just like, my brain doesn't do that. My brain works more in themes and emotions. Um, and so, <laughs> I yeah, like I was obsessed with Melindu for ages. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, you go through different phases of different songs. That's your favourite. But... I don't know. I love Sleep Baby as well, but I think I'm just like so caught up in the like how beautiful the family, the family story is behind that song. It just like gets me every time. I'm like, oh. you know. Sleep baby, go to sleep. I will dry your eyes. The sun is gonna rise.
what is the story behind that song? Is it is it like an old old song in your household? Yeah, so it was actually originally written by my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wrote the first verse in the chorus when I was a baby, and the original lyrics were "Sleep, Maddie," and him and my mum would sing it to me, you know, to go to sleep. And so growing up, it was just a song I always knew, always remembered. Um, and then it was kind of in our family, like you know, aunties and uncles then sang it to their children. So it's kind of very um, mm-hmm. you know, amongst my family on both sides, on mum and dad's side, and then. Um, yeah, when we came time to wanting to put a couple of lullabies on the album, I was like, well, we've got this lullaby in the family. I'd love to kind of develop that and put it out there for the rest of the world. And so, um, yeah, we kind of co-wrote a second verse and then fleshed it out a bit and then um, brought Dad in to sing it with us because, of course, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. you know, it felt like we couldn't do it without him. But so. the part you've left out of the story is like you went back to him and was like, Oh, where's oh, this? Oh, yeah. He had no memory of it. He was like, I didn't write that. And <laughs> her mum was like, yes, he did. <laughs> I love it. It's always the way. Remember this song? No. Oh, okay. He's Fair too enough. eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> He's written too many songs. It clearly got put in the back cabinets of his brain. Um, he had to rifle through because then I was like freaking out. I was like, Dad, I need to know that you actually wrote yeah, this. That, and you that didn't I haven't, yeah, I haven't stolen like, it from someone. Yeah, because, you know, and so thankfully he found the original like cassette recording. Wow. Um, okay. So, yeah. We were like, Amazing. okay, cool. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah I remember. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. Yeah. I remember seeing you too and then thinking, that's amazing. I need to quickly put it out and go and record yeah. this before I forget it. <laughs> um, I guess that's the other thing about children's music, though, isn't all music for children, is, is there is a real family aspect in there, right? I mean, that's the thing. A lot of lullabies it, just from everyone seem to be stem from these ideas of you. It reminds you of your own family, like, you know, good or bad or family you wish you had or the family you didn't have or whatever. I mean, it's there's, there's just something... Yeah, the, you, you can't help but fall in love with the idea of family with when you're doing children's things. I don't know. It's just I think just adds to that sort of ego thing. Um, okay, so one last question, um, and it's less of a question. Well, I guess it's a question, I suppose. I'll just I'll just go up at the end, so it sounds like a question. And so, Maddie, I didn't I didn't I don't I don't really want to ask about your father, obviously, um, but obviously I, I, there's an element that I need to address it because. Is it, is it, does it weigh in on your own career and your own desires to plant your own seeds? Because it is, it's quite a large tree to be overshadowed by. And I guess particularly when you're coming from your other music, when you were writing for inverted commas, for those that can't see, adults, um, (laughs) it's, it's a big shadow. It's a big shadow. And I, and I wonder if it's, it's, it's a hard shadow for you to just, find a bit of sun in yeah I think I've worked really hard over the years to figure out where to be in that Mm. and where to sit um I think it's easier now doing children's music because it's just a completely different industry Mm. a different Mm. audience of listeners um and so I think that's freed me up a lot more and I think that's part of the reason why I was happy to bring my dad into the mix and be like yeah okay I can embrace the fact that you know you have been a part of my music journey as well like I, I could, I've never been able to 
um, you know, I, I can't deny that. Of course, he's always had an influence on me and what I've done. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, I try and embrace it as much as I can, but it has been difficult in the past, particularly when I had my own bands of just being called, you know, Paul Kelly's daughter as like the main part of my identity. That was really hard. Whereas I feel like now doing kids music, I've kind of been able to shake that a bit and be like, no, we're doing our own thing. And it's, brilliant in its own right um but that doesn't mean like I can't acknowledge the role that he's played in that and um, share share with him in that a little bit I guess yeah Yeah. does that answer your question no absolutely because I've written down after that I've just written down close your eyes and and the reason I've the the reason I wrote that is Look, for what it's worth, I think this song and, and really this album, I don't want to just sort of harp on the one thing. I mean, this this album really casts its own shadow. It really does. And, and it really does supply its own its own warmth on it based on its own merits. Um and and I didn't I didn't want to ask from a negative perspective i wanted i wanted to hear from you to just to let you know that this album really is on its own this thing is truly just standing out there throwing its own shadow around and and creating its own heat and doing the whole bit um and and you know and and i'm really grateful for it i'm actually really grateful for this album i think this is a really beautiful album i think it's really needed i think it's really um it's it's just a really really nice strong intelligent commitment to the quality of what music for children can be and um I I just wanted to ensure that you felt removed from that shadow because this does put you out in your own light and um I just wanted to say thank you to both of you for for the album thank you so much that's the sweetest thing ever (laughs) um so yeah thanks for Thanks for chatting with me today and um, explaining to me why your stuff is <laughs> is better than mine. Anyway, that's not the point. That's, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not about that. But, yes, thank you very much for taking time and, and filling us in on everything that you do. It's been great. It's been amazing. You're the best, Benny. Thanks, Benny. <laughs>